Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of introducing Jamie Clark and Maggie Clark to the show today. Jamie is a psychic medium. He's an evidential psychic medium, the host of the podcast, Psychic Evolution. With decades of experience and a lifetime working with his natural gifts, Jamie offers powerful and accurate validations of the spiritual dimensions around us. As a spiritual teacher, he shares how to integrate the natural psychic senses using the empowerment of spiritual knowledge to help create a more fulfilling life of love, happiness, and success. Maggie Clark is a spiritual coach and healer. She's also the host of the same podcast, Psychic Evolution. We're going to get into all that in our interview today. She's a respected tarotist who has been reading tarot for 28 years. And as a spiritual teacher, Maggie uses her background in metaphysics, astrology, and energy healing to ignite the flame of higher wisdom in others. She's committed to helping people find a way to blend their spiritual life with their everyday life for empowerment, healing, and growth. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Jamie and Maggie to the show. Jason, thanks for having us, sir. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> thank you for coming on. I, I want to give gratitude that, you know, we met through Podmatch. And what I'm happy about with the advent of something like Podmatch, it gives us spiritual podcasters the opportunity to not only collaborate and develop relationships and work together, but to help, I think, influence podcasting in general. And I wanted to ask you both, since you're both spiritual, you're both psychic in your own way and have your own gifts. What have you found? to be the most rewarding aspect of pursuing your spirituality publicly as part of a podcast? Honestly, I love to teach people things and just to be able to serve. We get so many questions, so many questions about psychic development, how to work with your gifts, connecting with your guides. And we don't always have all the time to answer every single question that comes in. I said, Jamie, we have to create a podcast. This is how it's got to happen so that it's a resource for not only people that are asking us questions, but also a resource just for the mass public. And it's just a really good opportunity for people to expand their awareness, to open up to their gifts and to, to know that there's a place that they can go to listen and to be resourced. So that was primary our motivation was just to offer that as like a service to humanity. Here you go. 
you know, to have the guts to be able to do this. Sometimes when oh, I was yeah. like, oh, you one of them. Now it's like, man, let's be practical. That's why I've done a lot of scientific studies. We can now scientifically calibrate, systematize, categorize. Good. Now let's keep moving along because that quantum physics and spirituality is now becoming spiritual physics, unification, not separation. And so when we can put that practical and go, please be skeptical about everything, question everything, just be open. That way, as they move along, it's not such a huge shift in consciousness. It's for me, anything I talk about, I put to the test. Then if I'm doing it, you know, maybe there's something to it. But having the guts to be able to do this in a public way is a very strong dynamic. For myself, I'm very honored. I had I was born into the family who all used their abilities, and my mom was an amazing psychic medium. I got to study with her for 20 years, practicing all the time, and it was an amazing experience. And as you know, not a lot of people are blessed to have that kind of an upbringing. Most of it's like, don't do that kind of stuff, which is yeah. very powerful. That's, That's an interesting my whole life. That's an interesting topic you raise. I always call it coming out of the psychic closet, so to speak, because I, I waited till I was uh, 2017, four years ago for myself. I, I was a medium since 04, my grandfather died, but because I was a lawyer and I was practicing law down in Southern jurisdictions like Mississippi, Alabama, and Texas, to name a few, I didn't feel comfortable being public about that, right? And then in 2016, I met my best friend, Megan, and she persuaded me to do what I'm doing now. And it's it's funny how you can meet certain people that really set you on your journey. And I guess what I wanted to ask you, sounds like you had a very positive influence with your family. Jamie. Huge. And Huge. Yeah. Were you the same way yourself or did you have some resistance you had to deal with? Well, I was born with, you know, talking to spirits, but I definitely shut it down. Something like really scared me when I was a child and it wasn't supportive. It's like, oh, you're making that up or you're dreaming, go back to bed. And I just shut down a lot of my gifts. And it wasn't until I was about 20 and I had two huge spiritual awakening experiences back to back. And it just, it woke me up and I was like, all right, I have to relearn. <laughs> I got to relearn how to do that again. How did you guys meet each other? I was actually putting on spiritual events up in Prescott, Arizona with a couple of friends of mine. And Jamie was our headliner for gallery readings, you know, so we met at a, on a business level, professional level and knew each other for a few years before we actually started dating. So. No, well, and it's great because I was married to a, another person and lovely, but we went in different directions. But the very person that I have always been, that I can't be anything different, man, this is first nature, the essence of my being, but wasn't quite understood by one is completely vied with by Mag. And for yeah. us to have our own spiritual abilities, not only that, to be in a great relationship <laughs> and a workshop. It's not like, oh, Lord, you guys are soulmates. You guys are so soulmates. Your energy just reads as one to me when I read your energy through the video, you know, through what we're doing right now. I just see a blending like a butterfly of two beautiful segments that are perfectly met and your energies overlap as soulmates. Or I don't know if it's twin flame or just soulmate, but very intense energy. So I could see the overlapping and, and the positive connection that the two of you have formulated, creating all these beautiful things together. Huge. And the great thing is, is we didn't have to be anything different us just being yourselves now right? i mean perfect that's, that's beautiful that's beautiful i just i, I like that so much to hear that con connection there what do you think from your vantage point when you're looking at things that we're dealing with as a society right now and, and the pandemic and everything else that's happened what is what's your viewpoint in terms of spirituality do you think it's on a renaissance right now do you think there's greater acceptance of spirituality than in the past tremendously and i think it's also bridging a connection on this religious aspect as well because for a while, I believe that there was a time where you're not going to no locations, 
So what do they have to do? They had to bring it to them where they are. Now they realized if you need to go to the location to make your connection, do it. It's whatever works for you. But you can see no matter where you are, you're always connected. And I think that that became a big wake-up call. Not only that, the very dynamic that separated the entire planet has brought us all together. I have seen so many family dynamics of people who didn't connect for years that during this pandemic lovely experience, they were brought together and they were able to heal. They were able to bring back relationships, family ships, and in a way that was just out of the ordinary, got to spend the time in a whole unique way. Huge, beautiful learning experience. Maggie, do you have anything to add? I didn't know if you had anything. I always have something to add. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I actually, I really feel humanity is going through a huge expansion of consciousness. And the souls that have chosen to lead the way have been doing this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And though those coming along, it's almost like you're bla- they blaze that trail, you know, through the Amazon with these machetes. But now you have more people walking that path, and that path becomes wider and wider and wider. And that's what it's like consciously for humanity, especially on a spiritual evolution. That path has become so wide, it's now like a six-lane highway. And people are like, How fast can we go? Like, what can we learn? I mean, what we know now is going to be nothing in 20 years. Like it will completely supersede what we think is possible. And that consciousness shift has been really created, really formulated. All light workers that have really committed their lives to this type of process, this type of dedication have literally just paved the way for this movement that's happen, happening spiritually. People are opening up, they're acquiring all this natural wisdom that we've been born with, but so readily and so easily because it's at our fingertips now with social media and with the internet. And so there's no lag time of waiting to find the right teacher or the right book. It's at your fingertips. And I I can just imagine all the spirit guides upstairs going, okay, they're looking up psychic stuff. Let's steer them this way. Let's put this in their feed. You know, let's try to like get things organized so they get the right information for what will really help them grow the most. So I see it as a huge just expansion. I see it as an expansion as well. You know, I think it's so great having two fellow hosts on a show with me. It's like having a conversation with two amazing people that can share the ideas of what we need to discuss for the interview. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. We can all carry our own weight just talking to each other. It doesn't. That's the point. It's it's fun, isn't it? I want to ask you, so how did you guys come up with the title of your show? That was mostly Jamie's idea. We came up with it together, but we're like, okay, we need it just to hit home. What is the primary focus of our show? Pardon the pun. And included. (laughs) (laughs) The primary focus of our show was to help people evolve you know, with their psychic senses. And so psychic evolution was, it was the title because it is all about evolving and growing and expanding. And even though Jamie was born with this gift, he's still evolving into who he is. I'm still evolving. We're all constantly in a place of evolution. And right now, anything to do with the psychic world or mediumship world is brought up And there is more of an evolution now to say, I'm ready to accept that and evolve with these gifts. That's so interesting to say. I love the word evolution. I'm all about paradigm expansion and growing your mindset. So it kind of coincides or I align very well with what you're talking about. And I love that message. And I think it's very positive. Have you had a challenge staying positive during the pandemic with all the stuff that we've been dealing with? We actually got married during the pandemic and we like 
pretty much had a year honeymoon at home. I mean, we just treated it like a big party. We stayed really, really positive and just really tried to put out really positive content for people as well. Just something to get their mind off of what they were watching, maybe on the media. So it was actually a really beautiful experience for us because we were in a honeymoon phase and got to spend a lot of time together. Literally. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Right. She's amazing. I call her Saint Maggie, man. She put up with me. She's a saint. <laughs> but to be able to have this connection and to not only in such a challenging dynamic have such a beautiful experience in our own wedding and bringing together of our life, but we brought in our new child Simba, our dog, who has just had a great time. And we've it's just been a benefit because we have so many projects, we write children's books and other things that have happened that during this pandemic has given us a lot of time to do it. You know, like I do, this has made major shifts in a lot of businesses, universities, things are online now. You don't always have to go to the physical location. You know, now it's what's the ripple effect? What's that going to be like? Because more and more people are waking up. I have a lot of clients and a lot of them are very abundant. A lot of them are going, no, I'm very successful, but I'm ready to do other things. They're opening up to life. And even they've been doing 50 years of whatever it is, they're up for new experiences, new dynamics to their life to go. I just feel differently. I think it's been a really big connection to have that involution that as they started finding themselves within life, they started finding that life within them. Then it brings it to the forefront of consciousness. Like, okay, what the frig am I going to do here? All right, where am I at? So it's a big shift. I love it. What I like to do when I get to ask you guys questions like this, since you're both intuitive and, and, and psychic at yourselves, everyone to the guests, is I like to go through like a laundry list of questions I always have in my head to ask other spiritual practitioners to find out what your viewpoints are on these various topics. Cool. And I, I was just thinking as we're talking, like one of the things that's prominent in my life as a psychic, and I've only been, I mean, I've been doing this since 04, but out and open about it since five years now almost, is uh, synchronicity, the impact of synchronicity and, and, and understanding its signs and messages and cues from deceased loved ones, as well as the universe, just guiding us in certain patterns and paths and recognizing those messages. And I always consider, I've, I've, I've grown with it during the pandemic, where I kind of consider it like a spiritual Morse code, I call it, like angel numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. Or if you're thinking of someone and the song comes on the radio, or you find, mine's a penny. I find a penny every time I think of my grandfather, or I have a major contemplative decision I got to make. I always get those kind of messages. I want to ask you guys, like, have you had similar experiences and what are your viewpoints on that? I think all of life is, is exactly that. You know, Jamie refers to it as precision on the universe's part. He talks about, well, you could talk about it too, about the cosmic God soil. Like when you're planting seeds of consciousness, then if you're planting those seeds, they're going to grow. So paying attention to your thoughts and really cultivating the seeds that you want to grow to fruition is a piece of how you co-create with the universe. And it's that co-creation that creates all those synchronistic events because the universe already is full in and of itself, past, present, future. It's all happening right now. So by our individual choices, you can create you know, parallel universes, different dimensions, things like that, that can extend and create more realities. But the realities that you're most tuned in to follow the probabilities are the seeds that you've been planting. And that's how you know they, the web is kind of weaved into creation. I love that. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it's really cool. But with the the technology, we're validating a lot of the esoteric, ancient dynamics of we're eternal beings, and we are. And I believe scientifically, they've validated that humans are basically energy, vibrational light beings. And with that definition of being energy and quantum physics, I believe that they've found that energy can either be created nor destroyed. So wait a minute, in a practical scientific way, that means we're eternal. But wait, if we've always been and we're eternal and then this universe has only been here 14.3 billion years, eh, we're not from this universe or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things for me that people always ask me as a medium is what's it like after you die? My theory is that's been relayed to me from people I read on the other side, deceased loved ones that come through readings, that the best way to equate it is it's a natural process. It's very subtle. It's like falling asleep on the couch while watching TV. You don't even realize you're, you're passing over until you're there. And then what they tell me is that they have spirit guides, like their deceased family members that they love, like a grandfather, uncle, whoever, will be a greeter for them and orientate them. And that's just my version of what has been relayed to me. And I guess I want to ask you, Jamie, since you're a medium, have you received messages from the other side that kind of give you some indication of what it might be like and, and the process and everything? And so much more. I know the more I know, the more I know. I don't know nothing, man. Yeah, but I get it. Within that, yeah, it's just a whole nother dimension. Literally, each dimension holds its own vibratory rate. And it seems just as solid as this one. And oh, yeah, nothing solid. It's all vibrations, light, energy, and frequencies. But within that, it's just a, a channel. You're tuning into the different channels. And all of those channels are always playing. We as mediums, and to me, Jason, everybody is a psychic medium. If you've got, I agree with soul, you. Yeah, man, we're we're saying medium. the same thing. <laughs> That's you know, great. And the beautiful thing is because it, this all these dynamics are people have thought, well, our abilities are controlling us, and I'm like, no, uh, we control our abilities. Our abilities do not control us. Kind of as Mag was sharing is. Now, sometimes people will start going, you know, if that's all I'm going to see as the negative when I do this, then I don't want to do it. Do I, do I, do I, do I, right, exactly. They just turned it down. You never turn it off because we are the tool, but that communication has always been on and it's such a natural experience. It's supernatural. And I think when people like you and ourselves as well, if we can share different perspectives, not better or worse, but different, sometimes from that different vantage point, you get different information to go, you know what, click. I've heard that crap a thousand times, but that's the first time I kind of see it like that. You know what? I'm going to give it a try. I'm like, please do. And let me know how it goes. Because for us, we're about empowerment, not enablement. Nobody needs to be fixed. Nobody needs to be saved. Yeah. Right. Showing that power within, become more self-realized to begin to live life more than survive it. And we're all growth-seeking beings, even after we transition. Even after we go to the other side, we're still growing. And that's an eternal process. Whether you stay in one dimensional field or move to another or decide to reincarnate here, there, wherever, you know, you're always going to be growing and expanding into who you are. Because that is ultimately the only journey there is, is to know thyself and to be thyself. End of story. And it's so simple. And that that never changes. What's your viewpoint on soul like soulmates and twin flames? I, I met someone at, about two years ago that had a very strong connection with them. We've lost touch, but I felt like there was some type of soul connection. And then my best friend and I were co-hosting a show coming out shortly called Psychic Visions. She is a friend soulmate to me, if that makes sense. We can complete each other's sentences. She's married, yet we could still have this very close bond. And I wanted to ask if you find within each other that soul type of connection that bonds you both on your mission and your direction. And in addition to that, have you found other examples in other people's relationship dynamics? Because I find some soul connections can be turbulent. 
And yeah. there's a process involved. <laughs> there's a process, boy. <laughs> I've experienced it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> but, you know, and the great dynamic is, is, is we're able to be ourselves. We're able to communicate. We're able to get each other in this way. And so when we're able to connect with other people and not lose ourselves to life, but find ourselves within it, it's a lot more effective that we'll bring other soulmates, other people in our soul group. It's all up to me. It's all about comfort. We're eternal beings. I always say we only live only one life, an eternal life. But each life we live is a minute in the hour, hour in the day. And each of those days goes into our solidex as an eternal spiritual being, growth-seeking being, basically. So within that, to my awareness, we also have some of those connections or potential contracts of working together. And so we have an idea of kind of what we were doing, getting into this lifetime and this time frame of this tipping point of consciousness, 51%. So it's been nice that we had to have our own experiences and all those choices and now be brought together at this time where I was ready to have someone as amazing as she is, that I don't have to justify anything as to who I am. She gets me. And not only that, you know, for many years, I would see couples who were together 50 years and they're finishing each other's sentences. She and I do that now. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not, you know, I'm mid fifties, but it's not like it's the old stuff. It's we have such a connection. We're on that same channel. And the great thing is, is we have so much fun with it. When she would do traveling quite a bit as she was on her way home, she would impulse me and energy and I pick up. Oh, okay, good. But and I have a glass of wine waiting for her or a margarita. <laughs> or so you guys communicate like that. That but makes yeah, it feel more it's, normal. It's <laughs> fun. Exactly. I found the big thing was to have fun with this because if I got serious, everything got serious. It's not that I don't care. So I keep that energy light and a good vibe because otherwise for my practicality, if I start getting real heavy, it gets dense and then you start shutting it down, keep it light and just receive. And to answer your question about twin flames and that type of connection, I feel right now in humanity, soul family, soul pods are souls that you've had lots of lifetimes with lots of experience with or maybe from a similar type of vibration. And a lot of soul families are coming together right now on the planet and really coming together to accomplish more work. Because when group energies come together, it expands exponentially. It just doesn't double or triple. It's an exponential expansion of consciousness. So when you get people on the same page or on that same channel, you're expanding a level of awareness and that trickles into the collective consciousness of humanity. And that's the beautiful piece. Now, in terms of twin flames, I don't always think that there's only one person destined for someone. That is not what I think. I think that there is potentials. Okay, but it's not locked into one. There might be a really strong potential if you meet someone like Jamie and I met each other, but I knew when I met him, he wasn't the only person I could choose from. I knew there would be (laughs) (laughs) you're the one I chose. Don't worry. But but in an energetic sense, I didn't I, you know, if you buy into there's only one person for me, then you're you might find you. It's a lot of pressure. You're going to give yourself away. You might not have good boundaries. You might be like, well, I don't really. Yeah, you get codependent. There's And and that's the road we don't want to go down because a twin flame or a soul contract or a soul bond, whatever we want to call that, wants to honor the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that you came here for a reason. Now go get your job done and you'll draw people to you that will support you. When I was deciding actually whether to even continue this relationship with Jamie, I talked to one of my guides and he was actually my mentor here on this side before he passed. And I just said, hey, listen, 
I, I, this guy's amazing. I could see spending the rest of my life with him, which is crazy because I didn't think I'd ever get married. But I said, listen, where will I grow the most spiritually? Because that's where I want to be. It had nothing to do with him. My, <laughs> you know, it really didn't. It had to do with where I would grow the most spiritually. And that's what I based my decision on. And so even though I think we're bonded, right? Definitely. Definitely bonded. <laughs> Definitely bonded. Married. <laughs> definitely married and definitely committed to each other. I had and you a, got a dog together. I mean, right. Yes, but yes. the choice wasn't about him. It was about me and my spiritual journey. And I think when people make decisions based on what's right for them and take the other person out of it and you get a clear message that you'll, you'll be really well developing spiritually with someone, then you can develop a very healthy soul bond, twin flame type of connection. But don't give yourself away thinking there's only one because I I don't I just don't buy it. There's too many parallel universes, too many choices, too too many coincidences or synchronicities. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That you're not limited. Don't be limited by a construct of there's only the one for you. Now I've chosen my one, but that was a definitely a choice. I love that. You know, I'm gonna borrow on your words for a minute. I can yeah. say that a soul journey, a soulmate relationship or twin flame journey enables us to pursue our psychic evolution. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to ask you about your show. So tell us about the podcast. How, how has it been for you guys with the journey of it? I mean, my show for me, just doing this four years now, it, it's I've been in my own process of growth during the pandemic and having different types of guests come on and exploring with different types of ideas and topics and those kind of things. And I, I just want to see like, if you share our audience, how your journey has been with your show. It's been amazing. You know, we've really refined the show over the years. We started in 2019. Uh, we started with a producer that was doing all the, the legwork for us of actually creating the show and optimizing it and all the technical jargon. And then she had other life experiences and could no longer do it. So I actually, we took a couple months off, I'm three or four months off. And I dove in, learned Adobe Audition saying, I'm going to produce this podcast because I'm not giving up on it. I love it too much to, you know, <laughs> so I did that. And, you know, over a course of a season, I learned how to produce the podcast by ourselves, which was like an amazing just an amazing experience to think like, oh, I can do it myself. You know, it's very empowering. Not only that, for the past three seasons, this is our fourth season. This is the first season that we're out of the closet. We were literally <laughs> recording in the closet. <laughs> we did what we took, you know, what we could because we wanted. That's the point. Now we're starting to go in a direction where we can bring other dynamics onto it. But our genuine sincerity is to help people to help themselves. And if we can have experiences or insights that might be able to give somebody a slightly different perspective and help them along their path that maybe they don't have to go through a challenge to learn from it. Because for me, I'm lazy going out to learn all the way on firsthand. I can look at someone else going, don't put your hand in the fire or it'll burn you. Okay. <laughs> well, why would I have to? It's a lot more practical and effective. So when we can be brought together in this way, and not only that, but she is 100% a person and complete. <laughs> and I'm 100% incomplete, not 50-50 and never complete. We only complement each other. And to have our own awareness where we can do this and work together, it's not even work. This is who we are. I think also, you know, learning what listeners want was a huge part of this journey. Like, what are they interested in? What do they really want to develop? Are they willing to do the work? We started uh, monthly training sessions just to try to see how people wanted to train. And we 
practice with different, a whole bunch of different training techniques. We still do that now for our listeners. So we had, we really wanted to see, okay, what do people want? Because how do we help the, my mission statement is to help expand the consciousness of humanity. Boom. That's what I want to do. So the more that I can do that, the more empowered people are in their gifts, they can actually grow into them. So we created monthly training sessions. We created an online mystery school. We created all these resources for people to really dig in deep. And just by listening to what the listeners wanted, receiving those questions, those emails, it's like, oh, bring them to me because the more refined we could get, the more we we realize, okay, now this season, let's cater it to what they were asking for last season, you know, and let's keep asking them what they want. And they keep giving us more information. And so we'll find the right guests for them, or we'll find the right information to really like cater to how are they going to work with their psychic evolution? So that's been a huge part of this process was like, okay, how do we listen to our listeners? How do we connect with them? And then how do we really give them what they want? Have you both found in your own way that you've grown and changed your own mindsets and evolved as you're doing the show in the last four years? I think that's yeah, pretty much our whole life in that, in yeah. that way. But it's really nice because we're evolving in a way of even more effective communication. You know, the ability to be understood and being able to be communicated with. So it's not just we're talking to people, we're talking with them. And when we can all be in a conversation of communication, it becomes a lot more effortless to just be yourself and allow other people to kind of come in with more empowerment to go, hey, if you're in here, you're a good person because I know I'm on that right channel. You know, being able to create our own reality in a more productive way because you could be the most spiritual and knowledgeable all you want, but if nobody knows you're there and you're not living it, whatever, it's, you know, put this to practice, put it to use. People can see that you can do this and you're not so crazy. It's like, Okay, so how are you doing that? Funny, but you know, like I do, it does. It takes a lot of guts to do this. I'm uh, very sincere to go, everyone can do it. It's do they want to and what level do they want to take it to? You know, think about that for a minute. It takes a certain level of being able to be vulnerable and not being fearful to expose your vulnerabilities on your show, right? And do so in a way through your programming, your topics, yourself, being able to do that and show those issues and have the courage. Like for my show here, one of my things is to remove the stigma of mental health. Increase mental health awareness with the pandemic. So many people deal with depression, anxiety, whatever. Let's remove that. And let's have people understand that they can openly talk about their depression, anxiety, and not fear, be in fear or go get help. Have you been seeing changes? What have you been noticing about? Positive changes in that respect. I think we've seen that going through this pandemic. With all the negative things that have been out there, there are so many positive things that counterbalance. I'm a Libra, so I'm all about balance. And I find that the positive things that are out there, you know, coming together, working, working out common problems and, you know, having our health workers do what they do heroically, or just seeing the unlimited amount of love out there. Those are the things that encourage me every day and give me the strength to continue. And yes, I do my own anxiety, stress, depression, whatever we all do, I think. And I think one of the ways I work through it is having a show like this, having the two of you come on today. It's an adrenaline rush for me. I, I love doing the podcasting thing. I love sharing ideas with similar thought provoking people who can like-minded, I should say, and, and do in such ways. But I find it very positive when we can share these ideas and, and have the ability to do so with the public. Because I think more the more we're out there doing what we're doing on our journey, the more we're influencing other people to pursue their own spiritually within themselves. Absolutely. And years ago, I think I had to actually really confront the fear of death. You know, like the memories of of 
well, if I'm true to myself, am I going to be killed, burned at the stake? I mean, what's happening here? <laughs> and and subconsciously, even though even though we're shifting the the consciousness of humanity is shifting greatly and we're not going to be killed for speaking at least in our country right because there's still places that happens for now (laughs) for now right and so we have this ingrained fear because we have two thousand years of a patriarchal system that really crushed crushed our own independent power and we gave all the power into the hands of the few over the many and that was 2000 years that all of humanity's been doing this and because of that we've been very suppressed our gifts were suppressed they were banished they were treated poorly kill- you've been killed for it and so waking up knowing that you have that ancestry that lineage running through your dna all of those stories of 2000 years so you're dealing not only with your own personal fear but all of the, that 2000 years accumulated, it's actually creates a bigger anxiety, a bigger fear for humanity. So I always want to encourage people when they're dealing with anxiety and fear is to say, hey, you're healing 2000 years of stuff to shift this age of consciousness. So it's not just you, it's a whole kit and caboodle behind you as well. And so when we can actually learn how to send and focus our energy on healing that, that can really shift anxiety and depression, help you overcome that fear so that you can move into a higher vibration. It's something I really encourage people just to take a look at. Do you agree with what happened in the last 2000 years? Are you still affected by it? Yes, absolutely. There's still parts of that that are in our culture and in the world. So healing from the inside, from the DNA out, so important. I want to ask you this. When you're looking at where we're headed, right? With podcasting, I'm, I'm using the context since we all have shows uh, of being in podcasting, which a couple of years ago, that wasn't even something that existed when you think about it, right? Where do you see the future of podcasting going? Do you think it's going to be streaming? Do you think it's going to be a blend? Do you think it's going to be more video? What, what do you think? All of it. It's going to be a blending of all of it. So many more ways to get connected to the same information. And when all of us can be sharing different perspectives, same kind of awareness, just a different way of seeing it, they get a different vantage point. And when you can put enough of that together that they can maybe, if they even choose to build upon that, you know, put the stuff to the test. How does it fit in your life? Does it fit? No? Great. Yes. Great. Good. Keep going. And when we can do this together and realize that it's a cosmic family, you know, as we graduate in this life, we're born into the next one. I always say we live our entire life in one breath. When we come in, we breathe in. And when we go out, we breathe out. The trick is just breathe. And you'll live that eternal life. And more and more are we coming to the senses to go, well, this is this beautiful little planet. (laughs) This isn't the only one. Are you kidding me? Dimensions within dimensions, universes within universes. It's incredible. And to be able to have this in a practical way where this more of the technology and the science is validating a lot of the ancient stuff is also, I kind of tied into like, you know, the past, present and future are all happening now. And it is. And kind of like when we're on the, internet web, like the universal web, if I'm doing a presentation, I have someone who's tuning in from Australia, which is about 17 hours in the future or ahead of us as we would perceive it, or if they're calling from Hawaii, which is on average a couple of hours in the past as we perceive it or behind. Yet when we're talking on the web, the past, present, and future are happening now. The future can learn from the past, past oh. can learn from the future, and you can present it now. 
Time's a human construct. It's not a spiritual construct. Right. I mean, we, don't know that. we can agree to that. As you were just saying, I had an image of us all being on the same spinning globe in the middle of the universe in our own little galaxy, our own little place here. And time is different for us based on where we are with relation to the sun. And that's the thing, you know, it's yeah. simplified. We're excited just to go one time around the sun. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly think the, you know, the future of podcasting, podcasting is so intimate. It is the most intimate way to consume someone's voice in your ear. Oh my gosh. For me, auditory things, love it. But it's also also video too. Right. They're also also having on video now. Yes, sir. And, And the thing about podcasting is you can do, you can go, you can work out, you could be walking, you could be cooking dinner. You can do other things while you listen, but you can't always do other things while you're watching. So I feel like as the rate of the world is exponentially getting faster and faster with more technology and more this and that, podcasting is actually booming right now. And it is completely expanding into its own only because you can do other things and still consume something. So it's it's beautiful. I love to watch it expand. I want to ask you guys this. This is something unique. And I think you might understand this since you're both psychic and spiritual and you have a podcast. How have your friends from prior parts of your life, family members, people who didn't remember you being a spiritual podcaster, how do they react to you having a show that deals with spirituality and where you're openly psychic? Like how have those people, because I'll give you an example in my life, I have high school friends and people through Facebook and, and, you know, friends from when I grew up way before I ever was openly psychic. And it's funny how I try to explain my show to them. Some of them are aware of it, but other people are like, you have a what? You do what? And I wanted to see if you guys had a similar type of experience or what have you found in your own personal perspectives? So my moms still think that podcasting is our Facebook lives. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, They just don't understand what podcasting is, which is entertaining. And it's okay. They'll never listen to a podcast it's okay. They're older. And that's, that's really entertaining. I have some friends that are like, Oh my God, you have a podcast. How cool are you? Right. But I think Jamie and I came out of this spiritual closet before we started podcasting. So our close friends, family members, people that knew us already knew that we were a bunch of weirdos or whatever they would want to <laughs> like, tell us. That we are. And so, enlightened. I like to yeah, say enlightened. Enlightened. Right. And so I think that that happened so long ago that podcasting was just like another piece of the puzzle. Another piece of the puzzle. Exactly. That's why it's great because we can make it entertaining and informative. That's what have to be serious. And I'm in school all the time. It's like, hey, you know what? And when people can hear and they can listen in their own reality in the comfort of their own home. Okay. You know what? I've been through that or holy crap, I'm not alone. You know, because sometimes you can be very alone going, is anyone else experiencing this? Because Lordy, I don't have anyone to talk to. And so myself being fortunate enough to be able to be myself for my whole life and thrive in this way, I accepted it from a young age to go, well, everyone could do it because I saw my mom amazingly do it beautifully. Never knew a stranger. Everybody we connected with, I'd ask her, do you know this person? She's like, no. (laughs) You know, and back when I was younger and she would say things two hours later, some of those things were happening. And I'm like, are you making that stuff happen? And then she would explain to me what was going on and how we were tuning in reading for people psychically and mediumship and all that. So it became a really good, solid base of information that I could, in my own way, understand the best that I could so that with this 
presentation that we can do, we can share it. We can give different perspectives. And sometimes, again, from that different vantage point, that unique flavor to go, you know what? That's been on my mind my whole time. And click, that's the first time I've thought to ask that. Great. Because now people are becoming that inner space astronaut, discovering who they truly are, which is everything. <laughs> I'll say this. Doing the podcast has brought me out of my 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 shell in terms of being spiritual and, and psychic and be open about it. Because before I did the podcast, I could do readings on the side and keep it private amongst close friends and family members. But when I started doing the show and I started doing episodes where I read, you know, for the public, and then just in general, my show started to grow. At that point, I just started promoting it on social media, and I just was like, "Let's let's see where this goes." And it's been it's been a great ride for me. I've enjoyed it a lot. What got you to come out of the closet? spiritually basically what i did was i just started realizing that my show was growing and i had like guests like john asworth on my show or other guests that come on and i wanted to promote it and i'm like i have to just promote this on on facebook i'm on my main account i'm gonna do that and i i finally started doing that I, I set up an instagram and from there on i just realized that as you look forward and don't look back and you don't limit yourself and you just pursue your goals you're gonna find the rest falls into place for you and you're not gonna worry about what other people think right. for a long time i worried about what would people think? What would clients? I never had a situation yet where I have a legal client because I do insurance cases, but where I have a legal client ask me about this stuff. I haven't had I, the closest I've had is when I appear for a court proceeding or a deposition with Zoom and I forget to sign out of this account and I'll go on and Jason with <laughs> the social psychics under my video and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I got to change it really fast. But otherwise, I mean, it, there hasn't really been that kind of overlap yet. Maybe and in the future there will be, but. How have people reacted to you to go, you're a psychic lawyer? What? <laughs> they always ask, well, how do you do the two? And I say, well, there's ethics rules and the ethics rules don't contemplate psychic attorneys. So I just keep the two hats completely separate. Right. So I'll do anything after five psychic related, anything between business hours, I'm a lawyer. And I don't let the two cross each other. That's Isn't just that nice mind. though? Right. Put those parameters around it so that you can control it. It doesn't consume you. Exactly. You got it. You got it. And I think social media had a huge piece in like me being exposed more, right? Because I hid all of my internal spirituality for a while. I just needed to develop it. And it wasn't, and social media was just now coming. I think Facebook had just launched when I came out of the quote unquote closet, like it became public and we would just go to psychic fairs and do readings. And then I would want to promote it. And so there was Facebook and I was like, oh, I can put it on Facebook and maybe someone will need this or want this, you know? So it was what it kind of happened simultaneously with social media, which was actually really a good thing, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. One of the things I find working in the spiritual area, when I do readings, I find that its purpose is to help, like you said, help people heal, give them validation, give them some type of understanding or clarity. And I find that when I get to do it for those purposes, I feel my, I'm in my greatest personal power, so to speak, that I can, I really feel the reward of it, the enjoyment of it. It's like a pick me up. So if I'm having a rough day and I have a really good psychic reading or a really good interview like this, it picks me up the rest of the day and it keeps me in a very higher vibration. And I wanted to ask, do you find that the same way? Do you think that when you do spiritual work and you're working to heal others or you're helping others and whatever that is? Do you find it helps raise your vibration as well? Huge. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm no longer a hypocrite. Well, <laughs> as much as I'm good for others, I keep myself included because I would always help others and I will always do that. But I got so used to going, oh, I can always help others but myself. After years, I started going, I'm a freaking hypocrite. If I'm going to be helping others, uh, I'd better be willing to help myself. And now I'm learning that the more love, energy, attention, and compassion I give myself is no longer narcissism. It's self-realization. I can't love. Give. 
right. I cannot give what I do not have. Most of us are running empty because to me, we're no better, no worse. I always am honored, but I'm humbled. I don't claim to be all that. Now I'm just doing me, but let's do this together so that people can realize their own power and bring that up to the surface of consciousness, live those and realize that those coincidences are precision on the universe's part and co-creation with others. And the attitude of gratitude. Oh my gosh. Like that's what you Love feel. That. We, I know, right. When you have this beautiful reading or someone's eyes light up with, oh, I never thought of it that way. That's going to change my life or my perspective or help raise my vibration. It, when you can assist in that just by offering information or just by being that messenger, you're serving humanity because with one person's vibration raises, it affects the whole Yes. You know, so, so you can do it as a little pebble in the pond or you can create boulders, you know? So I look at podcasting as the boulder, right? Because you can reach a lot of people and those personal readings are the little pebbles in the pond, but they all ripple. They all affect the consciousness. They all expand it. And what it does is it creates this feeling of, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I can be who I am, be true to myself. And then help other people. And that level of gratitude and compassion and love and service is like, that's why we do what we do. Like, that's it. There is no going back. You know, for years, I was like, you know, I was struggling before when my psychic practice or my spiritual practice, you know, getting enough clients or doing this. I'm like, should I get a real job? Should I not? I was really confronted with this because it wasn't paying my bills all the way. And I was like, well, no matter what happens, I will not give up my spiritual practice. I will not give up my energy healing. I will not give up teaching. Those two things I won't do because I'd be going against my grain. So there was a point where I had seven jobs <laughs> to fill little gaps of time just so I could do what I wanted to do. That's love. It was yourself. love. And love it was, for your passion, right? Exactly. And knowing it. and knowing that that's what I was here to do. You know, I wouldn't give up on my dream or my purpose, you know? And so over the years, I was able to let a lot of those things go and harmonize the energy around that and now do exactly what I was meant to do. But, you know, we are all being called to step into the spiritual frequency. There's so many people that want to make this a business so they can just love what they do because that's what we do. We love what we do. And it is possible, but it does take time to build, to develop, and to draw things. But it doesn't have to be a long time, you know, because time is an illusion. But exactly. what are what are we learning along the way? You know, what I learned by having seven jobs is that I work too hard and that I do that because I didn't have enough self-worth and that made me feel good about myself. So as soon as I recognized, oh my God, this is a really bad pattern. <laughs> Don't go down that rabbit hole. I could pull back and then other things came in to support my spiritual practice. So it's very interesting when we know ourselves and why we're doing and why we're co-creating certain realities. When we look at it honestly, then we can shift it with enough self-love. I love that. And that's actually applying like the law of manifestation and the yeah. law of attraction and, and all those kind of ideas and concepts, which I, I, I found during the last two years, it's increased for me the ability to manifest the type of things that I'm looking to do in my life and the things that are happening as a result of that manifestation. And I want to ask you both, mm -hmm. have you had experiences where you've 
manifested things that you couldn't believe happened and you're just so happy about it. You're like, wow, I'm so glad I put that on my vision board. <laughs> Tremendously. And in the ability to manifest that, that's the exact thing we could talk about it, but when you can manifest those now it's real for that person. And for myself, that's the dynamic that I have put to the test is not only is it just about the positive thinking and seeing what you want, it's about feeling that energy and experience if it's already there before it's there. And in putting these things to the test, you know, in the beginning, when you start to manifest for me, I was like, wow, how lucky, what a coincidence till I did it enough to go, there's not luck or coincidence, that's precision. And then, you know, when you can look back and things are 2020 to go, now I see why this did or didn't happen. It's a little easier to kind of vibe that. But when we're making these connections for ourselves and trying to find ourselves within life, we're also trying to find ourselves within friendships and relationships and family ships and all of these that I found the first relationship I had to have was with myself. Then I'm able to share without losing myself to life, but finding more of myself within it. And not only that, being able to do this professionally, that I just do this 24 seven, I can help more people. I did what it took, man, 17 years of hospitality, very good. But I just, I didn't, that wasn't who I was. Had you told me at a younger age that I'd be doing this profession, I'd be like, that was funny. <laughs> something in my whole life, but in now doing that. And then like you, it's fun. I love doing television and radio and all that kind of stuff because it's just exciting. And when we can have that and people can see that you don't have to be that crazy to be in there. And there is that <laughs> fine line. And it's like, you're, you're normal. I'm like, well, kind of, I think so. I but hope so. Know. Right. <laughs> you know, a lot of I wake up like you do and I go to bed like you do. I joke when someone say that point. to me, right? Exactly. But also giving us a chance to grow together as a planet and, and first reaching into ourselves to realize who we are and then rippling it to each other life. Like Mag and I, are, she's just amazing. And I'm very thankful and honored to have her in my life. And the great thing is, is it took all of our own years of experience and choices and all that to get to this point now. That is, I didn't know that she was even here. You hope that that love of your life is going to be there. And now she's been here the whole time, but it was the dynamics, the timing of lying up, that divine timing. That's the hard part for a lot of people, divine timing and being patient, right? When you think you're going to meet somebody that's going to line up with what you want and you got to wait. Patience is faith applied. So in the law of manifestation, right? You have to have that faith because it's an inner knowing. Faith is an inner knowing. And it's, it's more than just a knowing. It's a feeling. And that's what faith is. And patience is literally just applying to that faith. I've been super patient in my life and I'm grat I'm grateful for it. I'm expressing the attitude of gratitude. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to ask you guys <laughs> this. <laughs> if our audience wants to find out more about you, I always give the opportunity to let you share any of your information where, they, where my audience can go to find you. If you can share that with us, I'd love that. It's also going to be in our show notes, by the way. Yeah. The, the easiest place is psychicevolution.net. And if you want to find Jamie and his personal information, that's jamieclark.net. And my website is taroevolution.net. And, but all of that, all the links to that is on psychicevolution.net. If you go to about the host, all the links for the website, social media links are all in there as well. I love that you guys are a married couple. You both have your spiritual journey and you each have your own website and then a, a website for your, your show. Cause yes. I thought. I have multiple websites too for different phases of my life and I respect and admire that. I just love, I, you know, that's one of my ending points with this is I'll say one of, one of the things I found about myself with podcasting is my, my 
deep appreciation and love for being creative, having the ability to take spirituality and express it in a creative way that I can do so to entertain my audience or just to express. And I wanted to see if you guys find that as well. Absolutely. You know, creativity is like the passion in motion, right? It's, it's the stuff that being a podcaster, being a content creator, you know, it really like just, it gets you all passionate, all fired up because you're in a state of movement and all harmony and health in life is a state of movement and balance. And so you're constantly tapping into your life force energy, tapping into that creative energy, allowing it to flow through you, throw through your heart, your mind, your soul, whatever aspect. And it completely will fuel every part of creativity. It's just amazing. And you get more ideas in addition. Yeah. It's really phenomenal. We write uh, children's books and uh, comic book and a variety of other dynamics. So it's nice to bring these dynamics to life, that it's the adventures. And when they can take it with us and, and learn and have fun and have that experience without having to be you know out in the craziness, just in my own home and vibing with it, that's really opening people up. I think a lot of people have had that cocoon effect in life for the past couple of years that there's no more honey do, it's a honey did list. You know, yeah. they're like, hey, I know who, what, the, where am I going from here now? I have another <laughs> list. starting to come up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say this. Maggie, I love your creativity is passion and motion. Your little phrases should be t-shirts for your show. You should come up with awesome. the shirts and uh, I can see you doing that in the future. And I, I really love your insight that you're offering us, Jamie, today and you're in our interview and giving a balanced approach on how to look at all these complex spiritual issues. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? Well, in my meditation this morning, I was a dragon and I've had an affinity for dragons my whole life. So I studied them when I got the opportunity, you know, to study them. And a dragon is the highest form of the snake energy that you can accomplish. Now, the snake energy is a healing energy. It also sheds the old skin and grows into the new. So it's the energy of transformation, but then it has wings. So the wings represent an expansion into consciousness. So you're transforming and expanding into consciousness. And that is like the ultimate, to me, that's the ultimate totem animal. And one of mine is the lion. And if I can be the king of beasts and set the tone, I will come from love and compassion. You know, I always say never mistake love and compassion for weakness. It's the complete opposite. I always, I, first off, that was the best and most comprehensive answers I've received to this question because I usually ask it at each show. Secondly, I always say owl because it's my spirit animal and it's what I've adopted because I have parrots and I'm really into wisdom and looking beyond the immediacy of right now, which as intuitive people we can do. Mm -hmm. And also just looking at the, the larger you know cycle of things. But I, 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 can't, I can't even begin to thank you about coming on today and sharing your information with our audience. And it was a really a, a really enjoyable experience for me to be able to touch on all these topics and, and explore these ideas in such a way that I believe we're all a little enlightened as a result of the conversation we just shared. Yeah. And thank you so much. I just want to thank Jamie and Maggie Clark for coming on the show to discuss their spiritual journey and background and their podcast, Psychic Evolution. I highly recommend you check it out. We're going to have all the contact information in our show notes. One of the things I really love to do, and I say this each episode, is having the ability to have a really in-depth conversation about spirituality and do so in a way where we all gain a little bit as a result. And I really love the idea of expanding, evolving, growing, 
the words you heard today, words have meaning, thoughts are things. And everything you heard was positive. Everything you heard that we discussed, empowerment, uh, these are things that are core to who I am and, and, and they really resonate with me, these messages. So I'm really appreciative about having Jamie and Maggie on the show. I, I encourage you to check them out, check out their podcast, check out their books, check out everything about them. I'm sure you'll be glad you did. Thank you for supporting the show. I am going to let you guys know that I have another podcast that it's called Psychic Visions and my best friend, Megan Kane is co-host of it with me. And we have some important announcements about that coming up in the near future. So our audiences will hear about that as well. And I just want to thank each of you for supporting us and check us out. Stay in tune, stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Electric acid.